back. The Bill Michaels Show. Halfway through it on a Wednesday. Um, the uh, Gary says, I feel bad for the holders and snappers and coordinators uh, surrounding Mason Crosby. Why? Do you do you believe it's Crosby? What, I mean, what are you seeing, Gary? That I'm not, and, and that's what I don't understand. You just see the result of a missed kick. You don't see the. You don't either. You don't see it. Don't want to see it, or don't understand the process. When it, when it comes to the discussion of quote scapegoats. Do, do, do I believe he missed some kicks? Absolutely. But I also know that you cannot have the laces go sideways or the ball's going to pull in that direction. The further out you are, the further the ball's going to drift. I, I mean, I understand the just the mere physics of that. The gravitational pull of that. It's real. So I, I, I don't know... I, I, you know, the whole thing about, well, he doesn't kick it into the end zone. Well, when he does, people say, well, he kicked it into the end zone. So he only can, I, I always ask myself, did he not kick it into the end zone or are they asking for him to kick it into a corner and allow the sideline to be the 12th man and for a, a, a specific scheme downfield in coverage? Or are you just saying, kick it out of the end zone? Uh, John says Crosby is fickle, laces out. Every kicker is. There's no kicker that wants the laces side to side. Not one. Not one. You either have them straight forward or straight back. And straight back's not, not ideal because you don't want the laces coming off of the foot, which can cause the ball to trickle in, a dire- in one of the other directions. And you say, you speak of laces, I'm pretty sure you can adjust for the lace position at the last second if it's off. No, you can't. No, you can't, because usually before the ball is even placed down, you're already on your way. I, You guys have no clue. And I hate to say this because I don't really rip listeners or viewers. You have absolutely no freaking clue what the hell you're talking about. None. None. It is a process. When the ball is snapped, as the ball is snapped, you're already taking your first step. As the ball is placed down, your foot is already pretty much in swing, which is why that process has to be perfect. It has to be flawless. You can't have hesitation. It is a motion. It's a fluid symphony of motion. It's not herky-jerky. You can't do that. That's That breeds inconsistency. That's what they had last year. Last year, Bajorquez didn't put the ball down right, didn't get it off to the side. Look, are they fickle? Absolutely. It's got to be done a certain way. But you know that. Most holders know that. I still don't like the fact that they have the punter be the holder. I still think it would be so much better if you have the backup quarterback who handles a football as your holder, but they many teams have gotten away from that for whatever reason. But but it is a process. 
Just an FYI. It's, it's, you know, I don't know. Some people think it's just easy. Go out there and kick. No big deal. Uh, 877-867-1670. 877-867-1670. If you want to give us a shout, by all means. Uh, Adam says you got to golf uh, Alpine Resort in Egg Harbor. Blue Tees, ninth hole. Absolutely beautiful. You stand up there overlooking Green Bay, and it really just does take your breath away. Get to Door County ASAP. I've never been, and boy, he sends me a picture too. It's 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 stunning. I agree. I never been. I got to get there. Maybe somebody is listening to the program uh, that can. Uh, now look, may, maybe AJ Dillon's listening to the program. Apparently, he's the uh, he's the mayor of Door County, the unofficial mayor. I got to get up there. I agree with that. What do you like best up there, Evo? Do you play golf? Oh well, I mean, I mean, I wouldn't say I play golf. I attempt to play golf, but Bill uh, up there, my so my brothers, he married into a family. So my sister in law, they have uh, there's an island up there that AJ Dillon now has married into a family. So on this island, uh, Chambers Island, you got to get there and you got to take a boat there. It's like a 45 minute ride, and there's a cabin a house on there that my sister in law has. Her family is, owns half the island. AJ Dillon actually is married into the family that has a cabin uh, just on the same island. So you everyone rides around in golf carts and you go party on the beach and have fun. So that's really cool. Uh, there's really great parks up there. You know, if you go in the right amount of time when all the cherries are are either popping or the foliage is in, you know, uh, in the fall. It's really beautiful. It's just really clean and crisp and nice camping and just good to get away see that that's always what i've been told is to go up in the fall and that's usually packer season so i always say okay this will be the year i go but then the schedule doesn't yeah. permit it so i've never yeah. been yeah so i yeah i gotta i gotta get up there i gotta get up there. it's just beautiful up there it's just you know it's just water and green and just nice to get away there is uh, a couple of spots in the state that I have not been. I have not been to, like, uh, Superior Duluth, and I have not been to uh, the Apostle Islands. I was close, but I, w- I was not there, and I've never been to Door County. Those are, like, the three areas I haven't been. Everything else I pretty much, I think I've either, either driven through, eaten at, spent time in, golfed in, whatever. Everything else I think I've pretty much done. I mean, go up, um, go up to Door I, County, like... Um... You know, they got Peninsula State Park I camped at for a couple of nights. It was really awesome um, in, oh, yeah? in the middle of the summer before football started. Because once football starts, I mean, our lives are dedicated Change, to football. Yeah. yeah, so Peninsula right. State Park is beautiful. There's a lot of cool, like, wineries and nice places to eat and stuff. It's just, just a kind My of a My assumption is life. there's a lot of Airbnbs up oh, there, yeah. right? Oh, yeah, big time. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So I'll have, to, I'll have to track one down. Maybe I'll do that. You canoeing, man? You go kayaking, canoeing? You can do that up there? Uh, I'm pretty pretty big for a canoe, but I, I'll play golf. Uh, I'll do the wineries. Yeah. Uh, I'll do – what we like to do is when – you know, because we don't necessarily sit down and do big dinners. So we'll go in and get, like, whatever your premier app is, you know, uh, for some of the nicer restaurants, so to speak. They'll have, the, you know, like uh, we went down, they had uh, these bacon-wrapped – scallops down at Tuscan down in uh, Lake Geneva. They're fantastic. So we go there for that. But we don't do like full meals all the time because otherwise you just you, you by the time you eat a full meal you you're just dragging ass. Like you just want to go home, take your pants off and go to bed. Yeah. yeah. Check out uh, so Wild Tomato. There's a place called there called Wild Tomato. It's wood-fired pizza. It's really cool little spot. Okay. Okay. I am a pizza connoisseur. I can do that. Uh, ESPN, uh, our buddy ESPN Steve says over on the Bud Light live stream, he says the only thing bad about Door County is all the fibs. Oh, I was just going to say that. This is just fib yeah. central, dude. It's like a hive yes. of them. 
Yeah, that is Door County and Lake Geneva are the two most populated areas that could be annexed to Illinois because that's just covered with. And my son works down in the Lake Geneva area as a police officer. And, uh, you know, he's kind of the new man on the totem pole and he works third shift. I said, you know, what do you deal with? He said, well, we deal with a lot of the main stuff. He said, but mainly it's and this is coming from him. He said it's really drunk Illinois people that think Wisconsin is like a subculture. Then why like do they, they really come? Can't, they they really can't get into trouble for this stuff. They come up here to just get stupid because oh. they don't do it at home. So they think that they're not going to get into trouble for certain things up here. He said. I, he said, Dad, I can't tell you how many people drink and drive that we pull over, and they really can't believe they're getting arrested. Like they get pissed that they're getting arrested in Wisconsin for drinking and driving. No, they're he the said, worst. Hey, like, you know, he said uh, you know, he had one guy argue with him, like, well, this isn't even Illinois. <laughs> he said, so what? <laughs> he said the guy was so drunk he just couldn't believe he was being arrested for drunk and driving uh, be, because he was in Wisconsin. Oh. And so he said that's the mentality, though, that they can come up here, do whatever they want, and then go back to Illinois and go back to their normal everyday life. Well, dude, the worst is like if you're up, if you do go up to the Door County and you're you're looking at a beautiful sunset. There's you know you're looking at Lake Michigan. You got all the the trees waving in the wind, and then you just see this knuckle dragger with hairy back and a and he's got the navy and orange on. He's good. It's like oh god, get just where's a bear to maul? There's an actual bear to maul him when you need it. Yeah, that's. I think that's why a lot of us like uh, the Tomahawk area, Lake Nokomis and going up into that direction, up in the Monaco area, because there's not a lot of that over there. Even though you don't have the lake on that side, you got the great north woods in the middle of the state, the central portion of the state, so you don't get it's like, a lot Look, honey, it's a drunk bear, and actually that's just a Bears fan. That's just the guy from yeah. Illinois. See, Speaking see. of Bears, have you ever, uh, when, when I go to the Tomahawk area, I take my, my bike, my pedal bike with me, and there's an area up in... Uh, it's, it's St. Germain. St. Germain is the home of the, did you know we had the house for the, uh, the snowmobile hall of fame? I had no idea. Is in Wisconsin. Did you know that? Okay. No, I didn't. Know. So I go to St. Germain and in St. Germain, they've got a bike path and on the bike path are signs that says, you know, beware, uh, of bears and bears can run up to 35, 40 miles an hour. And I'm thinking I'm pedaling a bike at, 20 to 25 how the hell do you get away from a running bear you know <laughs> and uh you know you always see somebody on the thing that says hey, any bears out there you better run i said i only need to be faster than you uh, that's it because <laughs> once they catch your big ass i don't have to worry about it because they're gonna feast on you for a while but yeah the uh they got bears up in the uh the north yeah they're quick too man i've always wondered if i yep. ever stumble on a bear like what the hell do you do because if you run away you're gonna get got like what do you do right yep yep no doubt Good stuff. Uh, by the way, Andrew says, are you going on the road for Packers postgame show when they're on the road this year uh, like you did last year? Uh, we are going to do something, and last year I did not get to the Bluegill Bar. We are going to get to the Bluegill Bar this year. I have not made the arrangements yet, but we will. Yes, we're going to do one, and then maybe we'll do another contest for another one. But we're going to do something on the road. We're going to do a couple of road games this year. We're going to be uh, at the Ewing Hotel in Minneapolis for the Packers on the road taking on the Vikings. We are going to be at the Sheridan Four Points in the Shy Bar this year for the Packers and Bears postgame show down in Chicago. So we're covering a couple of road games. 
I don't know about the rest as of yet. No, we're not going to London. We've decided against that because I can pretty much pay off my house for what they wanted to charge us to go to London. So uh, so there you go. But, uh, but yeah, we're going to be on the road for a few games, and then we're going to do a few games out and about at different maybe establishments, we'll say. And then a couple of games, we're probably just going to be at home, uh, you know, some of, some of those late-night games. But, yeah, we're looking forward to it. It's going to be a fun time this year. No doubt about it. When we come back, we're going to hear from Adrian Amos, the the secondary, the safety for the Green Bay Packers. Going to hear from him. Also coming up in a little bit, uh, got a couple of the guys trying to make the squad as running backs. You're going to hear from them as well. So stay tuned for all of that. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends over there at the Social Coast. Uh, great for watching any sporting event in a cozy atmosphere. But the food is fantastic. The highly acclaimed cheese curd burger. That's awesome. And to get this, you get to buy a drink on a Sunday morning, and then you get free pancakes. So if you got your pregame on, that might be the be- that might be the best place to go. Our friend at the Social House, H A U S on Lisbon Road, Menominee Falls. Stop in, tell Dan Della, Allison, the whole staff. We said howdy. Stay tuned. More of the Bill Michael Show next. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket. This is the Bill Michael Show. On the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Welcome back. I did not know this. Jason hits me up on the Bud Light live stream, and he says, Hey, Unit, did you know that elephants run up to 25 miles an hour? Yeah, if you get tracked down by an elephant, you, you're not trying. They got bigger steps, though. It's like rhinos. Rhinos can run really fast, too. That's one of the biggest, baddest beasts on the planet. So there you go. Oh, yeah. Big time. I don't know why we got into the, we were talking about bears, bears chasing you down, but <laughs> not Chicago bears either. Just an FYI. Uh, Adrian Amos, safety for your uh, Green Bay Packers. Uh, he had uh, a little bit of a Q&A with uh, not much, but a little bit of a Q&A. Says, uh, when you talk about making vet veterans play in the preseason, um, last year there was a few guys, yeah, they, 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 they played the preseason, but not much. And he, he talked uh, with the media about whether or not to play or not to play in the preseason. And last year would not have been really – it would not have prevented in his mind because we talked talked about this. When they got drilled by the Saints, 38-3, to he said, look, I, putting the veterans in in the last game of the preseason, that wasn't going to stop that onslaught that they faced down there in Jacksonville. The first game was in Jacksonville. It was 115 degrees. We was going to be tired whether we played the last preseason game or not. If if you you want to say that fatigue was the uh, a factor, um, I don't think we were sluggish. We we went out and and got beat. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't. It's nothing that you could say. Oh well, if you had played three snaps, which you pro- we probably would have played in the third preseason games. Yeah, we would have been able to last longer. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's not. It's not something you could pick out and be like, yeah, we should have should have played. Adrian Amos uh, was asked about, uh, you know, the Chiefs and, you know, says preseason games like the Chiefs. It's it's especially the last game of your preseason and you don't have four of them anymore. 
Uh, you know who your starters are. He said this is just a great game, a great opportunity for the guys that are trying to make the squad, basically the backup players. You know, I think preseason is a great opportunity for a lot of guys that haven't don't get a lot of reps in games um, to be able to go because you know how the season goes and how you know how the NFL is. They gonna have to be out there. Um, it might not be week one, you know, what I'm saying, but you know, week ten come in. If somebody go down, you right in there. So um, you know, what I'm I think it's it, it's good um, for that as well. So training camp basically over now. They're going into the final preseason game coming up tomorrow night. After that, you start to get in your schedule. You start to get into your routine. And they're going to work you a little bit, but then you really kind of hit it hard the following week. So how does he feel physically, and how does he feel about the defense week one uh, at the Minnesota Vikings? I feel I feel great. Um, you know, it, it's really like it, it really you want to take everything day by day, but it's, it's also a countdown to that first game, um, getting out there and, and proving what we can do. Um, you know, saying get, getting into game plan and, and stuff like that. Um, I think that's when it becomes even more fun. Just when you can actually, when you're going out to practice and I'm game planning for somebody, I'm watching for this, I'm watching for that. Um, so it, it's the excitement of the season started. Uh, I know that we had a debate prior to preseason about how much starters should or shouldn't play, how much they need to get on the same page, specifically the offensive side of the football. Uh, and, and many of you, it, after Matt LaFleur announced he was not going to play the starters in this final preseason game, said, you know, how do you think now? Do you think that they should? Uh, I have said all along, I thought they should, uh, but it's got to be meaningful. Whether it's a half of a game or, you know, two halves of two games, I thought that is probably the best. The fact that they did have the joint practices with the Saints is okay. Aaron Rodgers just drilled it and said he doesn't like it. Uh, everybody plays vanilla. It's There's nothing there to really gain other than maybe watching your receivers fight with a guy across from them to try to get open just to be able to see who can do what. But beyond that, you're not, you're not garnering a whole lot. And so anyway, long story short is, do I feel that they should play? Yes. Uh, I understand the risk versus the reward. I... If you get beat up, if you get a guy injured, you're going to be crucified. Why is he in there? I think there is a time to be able to play guys, not just a couple of series, but maybe for a half. But obviously, there there is always going to be that risk. I don't know how to deter the risk. You know, whether it's in a joint practice or in a game or in regular practice. The old, the old adage is, if you're trying to play not to get hurt, you're going to get hurt. I think you just get in, you go all out, you do the best you can, you try to hone your your ability, and you go from there. The other thought, which is becoming more and more prevalent via the collective bargaining agreements and the Players Association, is you only have so many hits in your body. You only have so many hits you're going to take before you say, I can't take it anymore. So why take those hits in what's considered to be, quote, meaningless games or meaningless situations? Because the only way you learn is to do it and to try to learn from your mistakes and get better, in my opinion. So um, I'm, you and I are probably on the same page in a lot of this, but we're never going to win this argument. Not anymore. Those, the days of playing guys, double sessions, starters going, the, those days are gone. They're gone, and they're gone forever. Now it is all about getting ready via the uh, training camp. It's all about getting ready via reps against your guy, uh, inter-squad practices, all that kind of stuff. That That's it. That's it. And it's also about the first three, four weeks of the season 
really getting on the same page when really those th- first three, four games of the regular season would be games normally that you'd be getting your team ready in, say, uh, the uh, the situation for preseason. But then again, going back to what Adrian Amos said is, it's a it's a good time for a lot of these backups to get the reps that they're not normally going to get when it does come to playing meaningful reps and starts and such. Plus, it gives guys that are on the bubble and a little bit of extra time to shine. So you can make an argument to both sides. I think if there was not an injury risk, you'd see starters out there playing every damn snap. But the problem is with injury, yeah, that's teams don't want to do it. Teams don't want to do it. I don't agree with it, but it is what it is. Uh, 877-867-1670. Wayne says, do you think Aaron Rodgers should have played in a preseason game or two with these young wide receivers? He keeps talking about teaching them, but yet he's not doing it on the field of battle. Um, Wayne, yes, to answer your question. I think, and again, this is a little bit different. If this is 10 years ago, 7 years ago, 5 years ago, probably not. But considering that the sense of urgency is so high right now because you don't know if this is Aaron Rodgers last year. You don't know if it's next year or the year after. You don't know. And you know that you've pushed a lot of money via contracts, kicked it down the kicked the can down the highway because you're trying to quote go all in. Now, have they done that to the best of their ability monetarily? To the best of their ability they have. I don't think they ha- they didn't have, you know, twenty, thirty, fifty million dollars laying around to go out and get two more big name guys uh, out of the free agent market to be wideouts for Aaron Rodgers or bolster the defense. They they've done, I think, in my opinion, a really good job. I think they did a really good job both in draft and in what they've done with the team this season. I think right now you've got a giant question mark in David Bakhtiari coming back. You're hope you're hoping he do- if he does. And you have Elton Jenkins comes back, and these guys get up to speed relatively quick, say by game three. Then you have what's what's considered to be probably one of the best offensive lines in all of football, protecting Aaron Rodgers, opening up holes for the running backs, giving him an extra second or two to be able to get rid of the football for other guys to get open. I think things are going to be okay. If Bakhtiari can't come back and Yash Nyman is, is used at left tackle and, God forbid, he go down, all of a sudden you're looking at a very – uh, a moved around, piecemealed offensive line. If Elton Jenkins goes down, I mean, you're going to lose a lineman or two along the way. You know that for a short period of time. You hope it's nothing that's season ending, but it seems like every year you're going to lose one guy. You hope that you don't lose that depth and that line goes from being one of the best things that it could possibly be to being the Achilles heel of an offense that's already trying to figure itself out. So I, I there's a sense of urgency here, and I think the Packers did what they the best they could. Brian Gutekunst, I think, did a, a great job this offseason, him and Russ Ball, and trying to figure out the money situation. And then getting Aaron Rodgers back in, getting him under a number that they could swallow, and getting him in and being happy. I think they've done a lot. But now we just got to wait and see if it equates to wins on the football field. So, But because of the, sen- the sense of urgency, I think this year, yes. To answer your question, a long way to go from point A to point B. But to answer your question, yes. I think that Rodgers and company should have been together. And if indeed this is it, you don't take it half-assed and say, oh, I'll get there when I get there. Oh, you know, Randall Cobb can coach the guys. Oh, (coughs) excuse me. Oh, guys will get up to speed in the film room. And then when I walk in, everything will be great. When I walk in, I'll teach them. No. 
No, that's, that's, again, putting yourself on a pedestal that you're just that good that you don't need to do anything. You're right. You don't. But the guys around you need to get used to you and vice versa, and that can't be taught by Randall Cobb. That can't be taught by a head coach. That can't be taught by your position coach. That's only taught by you being there. So that is my criticism, and that would be it. Um, 877-867-1670. Uh, Gary sending Aaron Rodgers in under a number that they could swallow. Yeah, for this year. Absolutely. This year, Rodgers isn't making $50 million, so to speak. I, I don't know. Uh, his number goes up exponentially next year. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, Rodgers is, yeah, Rodgers' cap hit this year is only $28 million. Next year it goes up. gets crazy. But this year it doesn't. Next year, uh, it's $28 million this year, $31 million next year. Uh, 40.7 the year after that, 59 in 2025, and 53 in 2026. That's his numbers. Now, his dead cap money, should he walk away at the end of this season, $99 million the year after. That's why I've said, I think, in my opinion, Rodgers is here for this year and next year. This year and next year. The year after that, they pay him 40.7. But his cap hit, his dead money, would be 24.4. So in essence, you'd gain $16 million if you decided to cut him loose then. Whereas the year after that, it's 59.3. Dead cap money's only 16. And in 2026, it's 53 million. Dead cap money's only 8. Because he would be, by the time this contract culminates to be a free agent, he would be 42 years old. 43 years old, really, actually. Going into free agency, he'd be 44 years old. And he's already said he doesn't want to play until he's 45. So that's out of the question. Right? We shall see. Uh, When we come back, going to hear a little bit more from the running backs trying to make this team. Stay tuned for that, this portion of the program. Brought to you by our friends down there at San Giorgio Napoletano Pizzeria and our friends at the Calderon Club, Gino and the gang. Uh, I am going to be down that way tonight. Not going to eat there. I would love to, but I can't. But I think I'm making my way down on Friday. It's been far too long since I've been there, and I cannot wait. I've been kind of craving the uh, chicken marsala down there and the spaghetti and meatballs and the lasagna. I can go on and on. Or... The pizza from next door. Maybe I just do both. Maybe I do the uh, chicken marsala or the penne pasta. Order the Bill Michaels and then get the pizza to take home. Eat that the next day because it's just as good. But either way, you can't go wrong down at San Giorgio or Calderon Club. And they pair it up with Cider Boys uh, from Point. So uh, no matter what you do down there, you can't go wrong. That's our friend Gino and the gang down at Calderon Club in San Giorgio. Old World 3rd Street, uh, downtown Milwaukee, right across the street from the Hyatt. Right across the street from the Hyatt. Can't miss it. Great, both great Italian restaurants. Great Italian restaurants. Stop in and tell them we said hi. Stay tuned. We got more of the Bill Michael Show. It's all coming up right after this. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Welcome back. Gotta say thanks to our friends. Quick trip. Love me some quick trip. Did not get there today, though. Did not get there today, oddly enough. Um, went and picked up uh, the new truck yesterday uh, and filled it up at Quick Trip. 
the first fill-up in the new truck, so I was liking that. But uh, stop in there all the time. And there's still time through the end of the month to stop in and uh, get your Mountain Dew and possibly win yourself some, first of all, extra plays by using your quick rewards card and possibly win yourself some cash and prizes as the summer begins to wind down. But Mountain Dew's still giving it away, and they're giving it away through Quick Trip. Go to Quick Trip, stop in, use the quick rewards card. You are good to go. That's from our friends at Quick Trip. Um, Ebo, do you remember Aaron Rodgers being terrible when he first uh, burst onto the scene? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I guess for uh, really, well, not 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 terrible, but you know, by Rodgers' standard, I remember him being like his first year. You're like, all right, this guy needs a little work, but it was his rookie year, right? I remember that. Uh, I remember that season with the BringBackBrett.com website and Rodgers taking all the grief. And I remember the, the the seasons prior to that where Rodgers had opportunities. He played in the game against New England after breaking his foot on the second play of the second half and played the rest of the game. I remember Favre looking terrible in Dallas and, and Rodgers basically bringing him back. And had they had another five, six minutes on the clock, they probably would have won that game. As bad as Favre looked, Rodgers looked dominant. That, that really raised a lot of eyebrows. Uh, and then I remember Rodgers' first year under center, taking everything and i remember a lot of glimpses of good and there was some growing pains obviously but don't you know the team had also coming off of the nfc championship game they lost a few players and then the tumultuous offseason and far retiring and then unretiring and then coming back and then everything going on we kind of figured the season wouldn't be good and then i remember the eight and eight season where they got back to even and it really looked like things were going to start taking off for Rodgers, and they did. So I, this whole thing about Rodgers was terrible for three and four years, and it's I, I don't ever remember terrible. I, I just never do. Definitely wasn't terrible. It was more of along the lines of like, you know, what do we have here? Because there, there's moments where you're like, damn, this guy's going to be good. Then other times it was like, mm-hmm. okay, it looks a little raw. But I don't remember thinking terrible, you know? I, I yeah, remember missing Brett Favre. I, I miss Brett Favre. Don't get me wrong, which because I was like, I was in love, but never thought Rogers was terrible. I think we looked at Rogers as a as we, he wasn't Favre, so people thought he was terrible, and I I looked at him as he was better than Favre, but you didn't dare say it because it was like sacrilege. But I looked at him as very a lot smarter. And Justice, the whole thing about Favre, and this was the one thing that really you couldn't say if you were a broadcaster in this state. Favre had this strong arm, and they used to call him country. You know, when when, uh, Glavin used to have him throw the football into the top of the stadium when he played for Atlanta because his arm was so strong. He had gun it anywhere. And then you would start to do these drills. You'd see these drills with Favre and Rodgers in practice, you know, these 70-yard drills. And Favre would throw it seventy yards in the air, and he would come close, or maybe hit the hit the you know the the frame around the net or something like that. That that game they used to play, and Favre would hit him, and be like, "Oh my God, look at him launch it!" And then Rogers would not only throw it, but he would drop it in the bucket, and we all went, "Wow, wait a minute!" And you saw it. I never remember Favre, Rogers being terrible in comparison to Favre and the success immediate. Yeah, it wasn't great. But I never remember terribly. I've got people that are emailing me. I know Grant Bills talked a little bit about this as well. But they were, they were saying, yeah, you know, Rogers was terrible his first three years. Why are we coming down so hard on Jordan Love? 
It's like, I'm not coming down on Jordan Love. I don't see the consistency. I saw for the first time in the game on Friday night consistency. Beyond that, I haven't seen it. I, I'm just I'm just being honest. Out of Rodgers, it, it wasn't the consistency of always playing great. It was the consistency of great play week after week. You'd always see two or three or five or ten flashes of wow. you know, And you didn't get that a lot other than when Favre played. You would get people that would go, holy mackerel, only he could do that. And you started seeing that out of Aaron Rodgers. And then you start to went, you would start to go, wow, he's, he's pretty good. Wow, he's really good. Wow, he could be great. And you heard that and you saw that. So it's not that I'm coming down on Jordan Love and people tend to think that we pound on Jordan Love all the time. That's not it. It's just that I, I never remember Rodgers being terrible the way some people say he was terrible. Because I think that's an overdramatization, and I think you're full of crap. He was never terrible. Uh, when we come back, uh, I want to get into the the backup uh, running backs who uh, are trying to make this team, and whether or not they're going to make this team, we'll have to wait and see. Uh, but you've got uh, Patrick Taylor and Tyler Goodson both trying to trying to make this squad. We're going to hear from these guys when we come back. Stay tuned. We got a lot more of the Bill Michael Show. It's coming up. This portion of the program brought to you by our good friends over there at the Sunset Grill on Pewaukee Lake. The Sunset Grill. Go and say hi to Trish and the staff. I just saw some pictures they posted today over on Facebook. Yeah, it looked like a good group of people. But if you're going to go for a place to watch the game, maybe watch the sunset a little bit, you can do that. The docks are still in. Still plenty of time to take the boat out, roll up, get yourself some beverages, go out and enjoy the rest of the day on the water. Good stuff over in Pewaukee Lake. Or ride over there, for that matter. Ride You can ride the motorcycle over there. It's a nice ride through that area. But stop at the Sunset Grill on Pewaukee Lake. That's the Sunset Grill on Pewaukee Lake. More to come, a lot more to come right after this. Ready? This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. When it comes to water softening systems, there is nothing better. And I know it because I've had numerous, and I now have the Connecticut Water Softening System in my home, and it's fantastic. And you can get it from the Water Doctors, H2, the letter O, doctors.com. That's H2, the letter O, doctors.com. John Atley and his staff, they do great work. Um, and I've had uh, just the one system I had for... I think it was like 14, 15 years, and they just put a new system in my home uh, a year ago. But uh, I, I love the Connecticut system. Never had a problem with it. Never had to have them come out and do maintenance on it or anything like that. All I did was change the filters and fill up the tank uh, with the salt. That was it. Nothing else. I mean, it just it lasted and lasted and lasted. And they just finally said, we've got a new system. Do you want to upgrade? So I did. But love the water softening system that is Connecticut. The water tastes of the reverse osmosis is fantastic because there is no taste in water. It's just cool, clear, refreshing, and uh, not to mention showers and doing your laundry and all that kind of stuff. It's awesome. So get a hold of the Water Doctors, 262-549-7733, 262-549-7733. And don't forget, they also support the uh, Custom Canine Service Dog Academy as well. And they're big supporters, and they're raising funds. It costs about twenty-five grand per dog for for these specific services so uh they they also support that big time so go there and check it out h2 the letter o doctors.com patrick taylor backup running back for the green bay packers trying to make this team so uh how big is this final game for him it's a big game because it's the next game you know just another opportunity for me to 
display my ability on on special teams and on the offensive side of the ball. So, the, the, the you know, for a backup running back, a backup to the backup, so to speak, there's one way to make the team. Not only can you be a good ball carrier, but there's one way to make the team, and that's special teams. This is where he says special teams, when it comes down to all of this, it's going to be the difference maker. Absolutely. With that third running back spot, you got to be able to produce uh, in a major way on special teams, and that's what I'm looking looking to do, uh, being able to display my ability on, on special teams and showing the want to on special teams because at the end of the day, it's, it just comes down to effort. That's it. That's that's it. He gets it. For somebody to say that it's the want to, it's the will. You got to do it. Special teams is a want to. It's not a oh I got to go out here because I'm not a starter kind of crap. You know oh I just got to play not to get hurt. It's a will. You got to want to do it. You got to run with your hair on fire. So that's that's huge for him to say that. And when you talk about being a running back, what's important for him at the running back position? Being an asset in in the uh, past past game and the major thing uh, protecting the quarterback, uh, keeping the quarterback clean and making sure my guy doesn't make the make the play or disrupt the quarterback's back vision uh, to make throws downfield. Uh, back when Mike McCarthy was here, uh, the running back to actually carry the football was almost secondary. The number one thing you had to do was protect the quarterback. You had to understand blitz pickup. You had to understand your blocking assignments. It's remained, for the most part, that way. Uh, so for him to say, look, i got to understand where I need to be, who I need to block, and why, he's 100% correct. Uh, and that being said, there's not too many more opportunities between now and the cutdown time, which is next Tuesday, to kind of get things together, so he's he's got to take the most, make the most of his advantages right now. I'm not nervous at all. Uh, I'm confident in my ability, and I'm only looking into controlling what I can control, and that's my effort on the field, um, and that's my ability on the field, on and off the field, um, knowing what I'm doing. So I'm not worried about any of the uncontrollables when cut date is. When you watch the Chiefs, the Chiefs have obviously played Patrick Mahomes and company uh, in preseason. And they're using this to get ready for their regular season the way a lot of teams used to. I mean, Andy, Andy Reid is old school. So Patrick Taylor said, look, when it comes to pass protection, uh, not whether it's Aaron Rodgers or Jordan Love or whatever it is, he said this, this, this is important. And the Chiefs coming up tomorrow night, that's going to be a test. Absolutely, 100%. I, I definitely look forward to, to that challenge uh, with Kansas City uh, being a very uh, blitz-heavy team, and they're not going to hold back. With it being the third game of the season, I, I look forward to them blitzing more so so they can show teams that they play in the regular season that they're going to blitz a lot. So I'm looking forward to it. So there you go. Uh, we're going to hear more from Tyler Goodson coming up in the next hour and darren you are 100 percent correct over on the bud light live stream he said remember charles woodson said that after rogers first practice as a rookie he knew rogers was special woodson expanded and said that uh, he knows immediately if somebody has it or not when they enter the league he said rogers had it and everybody players and coaches everybody knew it it was just the way he carried himself he approached uh, you know his craft but more so and i'll expand upon that darren he, as the scout team quarterback, he ate up the starters. He took pride in beating them. It, he wasn't just there to be the scout team quarterback. He wanted to beat them, and, and Woodson knew it. 
Woodson said, man, and I agree with you, that that's a great point, that you don't hear a lot of that coming out of defenders right now uh, on this you know, Packers team saying, man, this love kid, boy, he's he's got it. You don't hear that. They were saying it about Aaron Rodgers big time because he just flat out beat him. When he would run scout team, he'd beat him. And you don't hear a lot of that when it comes to Jordan Love. So not from anybody here and now, and not from you know people over the last couple of years that are no longer here that talk about Jordan Love. He's just not a top. And I'm not knocking Jordan Love. I just that these people that love Love, that oh, he's going to be great. No, it's he's not terrible, but he's not great. And I'm just sitting here saying we'll wait and see. They're not going to get rid of him. We'll wait and see. But I think for... I think you're looking at things through green and gold glasses if you think, ah, we're good, no problem. We got this. In a quarterback-driven league where all the rules are bent towards the offense, I think you're fooling yourself a little bit. I just do. We got another hour yet to go. We're going to hear from Tyler Goodson. Got calls, got more uh, emails to get to. Whole lot more. Whole lot more. This portion of the program brought to you by our buddy Dwayne at Dwayne's Cover It All up in Wausau, Wisconsin. 715-870-2119, 715-870-2119, Wisconsin's best canvas upholstery and boat cover provider. Oh, you better believe it. Follow me on Facebook as well. That's Dwayne'sCoverItAll.com, D-U-A-N-E-S, Dwayne'sCoverItAll.com, or call them 715-870-2119. More of the Bill Michaels Show coming up next. Green 18! 